Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And it's Peyton Jones with an apple in my mouth. And Only an for afternoon a minute, podcast. I got an apple in my mouth and an afternoon podcast. Hey, that's what happens on the afternoon podcast. Anything can happen in the afternoon podcast. Pretty much anything. Hey, I just got done with lunch with uh, Doc Pierce. Oh, you did? Yeah. How's he doing these days? He's doing good. He's doing real that's good. Bad. Now, did he hire you, and that's why you threw his name out there? So, uh, by the way, if you need chiropractic, yeah, boom, done, in the can. No, I don't think he's a chiropractor anymore. I think he sold his oh, business. Oh, really? Yeah, he sold it. What's yeah. he do now? What's he do? Oh, from what I understand, he pretty much just sits around eating bonbons and uh, chilling. Nice. You nice. know, he's, you know a fellow, he's golfing all day. You know he's a fellow gun lover, right? He's a CCW guy. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've gone to the gun show together. That's how you know if you're my real friend. Have you gone to the gun show with me? No, but have you seen that in Anaheim, in a couple of days, they're bringing Halo? I did. You, uh, you tagged me on that post. Oh, my gosh, dude. You know why I tagged you is because I'm like, I know I'm going to forget about this, and we so need to not forget about this. We need to go. I, You know, here's the funny thing. I've played Halo, but I got to this one level, and I couldn't get past it, and now it just sits on my iPad. And I've never, I've, I've never tried it again. Was it the infamous car level at the end? Oh, I'm not even close to the end. You got to understand, uh, Spider Solitaire is about as freaky as I get on games. And yet, ironically, you worked for a video game company, so it was like, isn't that funny? I know, right? You're I had like, so oh, many yeah, friends I, who were like, you play work there. You work with Baldur's <laughs> Gate people and Black Isle Studios. And, and I'm like, 
Yeah, they're all jerks. Shut up. <laughs> so really funny thing about that. And I did not know that you worked uh, for Baldur's, for the company that did Baldur's Gate because that game's epic. Like, is it? You look at it now and it's really lame. But like for people that are into like World of Warcraft and all that kind of stuff, that was like that. That was a game that kind of started it all. One of the games that they made that they pumped millions into was called Messiah, and you were a little cherub angel who would come down and possess people. And that game blew up people's computers literally. Like the graphics oh were so intense. It was causing people's uh, hard drives to have smoke come out. And it total flop because of of everything that happened. And I still remember this one guy. I was in the office with him. And he was talking to my boss. And he goes, well, isn't there that part in the Bible about taking God's name in vain? <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow. You were so not a Christian, and even you know that was stupid. <laughs> so yeah, man. Like it. I mean, you see the irony here, right? Like a cherub that comes down and possesses people and takes them over, and here's this game you put in, and it's like the the energy comes in and possesses your computer and zaps it and blows it up. I mean, there is a certain amount of irony in that. I I think it's funny that that's exactly where your mind went because that thought had never crossed my mind before. Because that's actually kind of what happened. It was like, hey, you just lived it. Game over. Sucka. <laughs> Thank you for your forty nine ninety five. <laughs> that's right. Man, they must have gotten a huge, like, did they get a class action suit on that? Oh, I, gamers don't ever organize. Are you kidding? They, they yeah, couldn't do a true. class action that's lawsuit. That's like church planners. It'll never happen. I mean, I mean, I know that Paul planted in teams and all, and we see that in the New Testament, but... Yeah, we'll just do it on our own. Church zero, cha-ching. So uh, if you are new to our merry little band, we like to call the Church Planner Podcast, you might be thinking to yourself, I thought this was going to be about church planning, and boy, were you wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have this thing called Smack Talk that lasts 30 minutes to just take your grubby little finger and scrub ahead if you don't like the smack. We just talk. I mean, and it's never planned. But although I did hang up on you earlier, I'm like, dude, save it for the smack. Bye. I know. What were we talking about? See, that's the See, problem. See, that's the problem. I don't remember. That's why it doesn't work that way. So, hey, I was going to ask you, you said that you, you thought there were some bad things to the keto diet. What did you think were bad about them? Oh, so if you're not careful with the keto, people report that um, they start getting heart palpitations. Um, increased anxiety and what seems to be um, like a, almost like a, a mini heart attack or tachycardia. So you just got to be careful. I don't know why it does that, but but it could be they um, were just watching it from Stephen King at the same time, and uh, it 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 could be that, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it's an afternoon podcast, you know. You gotta you gotta roll with the dad jokes. So uh, I I was just curious because I, you know, for our listeners, they know I, they know I got an addictive personality. Like I admit it, I got an addictive personality. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, man, it's so good that I never tried weed because I'd probably have like a bong wall with every bong you could imagine. Like yeah. that's how addictive my personality is. You'd be living in Thailand at the beach. I mean, that, that that's, you wouldn't even be an American anymore. <laughs> so, so I've been reading all these books and like, 
one book led to another and uh I I wanted to read up on fasting and intermittent fasting and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And that was actually the reason I was meeting with Doc Pierce cuz I know he's into fasting and stuff and I really wanted to get his his uh thoughts on it. <clears throat> and um <clears throat> dude, I read a couple of books this week that blew my mind when it comes to health. Like yeah. Like this guy, he's a doctor, like a medical doctor. He's a kidney doctor. And he is full on reversing type 2 diabetes in patients. Like, what was his name? Jason Fung. Okay. And that wasn't why I read it, but I ended up even reading that book because I was like, dude, I've never heard that. And one of the lines Did he mention by any chance Richard Aguilar? I don't know. In that book? Because uh, that's a friend of mine. He does some pioneering work in that. Well, what was amazing is, like, he's got clients who have been on, you know, insulin for 20 years, and he's gotten them to the point where they're not technically diabetic anymore. Like, their blood work, they're off all medications, their blood work's back normal. And you're not told, you're taught the exact opposite. Like, my whole life, I've heard from my family, because it runs in my family. You know, I've been told, it's a progressive disease. It's just going to get worse. That's the only thing. It's just, it's always going to get worse. And his one of the lines in his book that like stuck out to me is he goes, um, when the medical industry says there's no cure for diabetes, what they mean is there's no drug cure for diabetes. And they're correct. Mm-hmm. There isn't one. Yep. He right. goes, but we're successful at doing this because these, this right over here is a natural cure for it. And it's basically diet and fasting. Like he he's he does a ton of fasting, but he lists all the studies. Like he's not like making up stuff. He's a medical doctor, and he's like this study and this study and this study and this study, and this is you know, and this is where why this happens when you take insulin, and and it, it like literally blown. And then you can't argue with the actual numbers, like the blood test, the blood test. I mean, you know, it's really easy to see if he's legit or not by just doing the blood test. It's fascinating. All this stuff is so Hmm. fascinating to me. And that's what actually the reason why I remembered you had said uh, that there, there are some problems with the keto diet. And I was like, he's, he's a really big believer in the keto diet as, as part of that, that reversal, if you will. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you're listening you got type two diabetes, he says all over his books, uh, you, you have to do it with your doctor. You don't just do what he's suggesting. On your own because your medicine is is based on how you eat, and when you start, I get all my, that, I get all my health advice from the Church Planner podcast. I know, right? I, dude, I'm gonna be starting up another podcast. It's gonna be. Did, did I ever tell you? Did I ever mention on this podcast? Because I know I just mentioned on my other podcast, which is Ministry Ninja, uh, which you know I interviewed Mac Lake on health. Ironically, did you? I thought this. we were I, gonna do that. I'm feeling kind of dirty now. Like I've been two timed <laughs> by you. <laughs> you know, I forgot we said we were going to do that, but I interviewed him on that. But uh, me and you need to do that as a topic here. <laughs> totally so, do. Totally do. But, but here's here's the thing is that, um, and by the way, I interview all my guests on health. It's kind of, I have a problem. And I, I, I can't stay faithful to one podcast guest. Tell me about your stool, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, it's so funny because I actually know a lot about reading people's stools. I might as well well be like 
reading the, the, the tea leaves or something. Because when you study the BNRN, you learn a lot about Dookie. I'm just saying. You, you learn way too much. There's never, I better stop. Never. It, it changed me for life. I can't just go to the bathroom like normal people now and flush it. I, I have to examine it. Nice. Nice. That's ah, not good. But anyways, and, and then the members of my you household. Know, hey. You know our church planners listen to this podcast with their kids. And can you imagine <laughs> the car ride on the way to school or church right now? And now they're like, all right, let me explain to you. Uh, there's there's no explanation. There really is. There, there's you know you know that the guy finally has just looked over at his wife in the car and been like, <sighs> with that guilty look, and he just shuts the radio off. Right now he's just like, okay, uh, you were right. That's all he said. Just okay, you were right, and we know what the rest of the conversation was. The right fin- the final defeat has just occurred. Uh, it, it, there's no, yeah, there's nothing you can say about that. And he can't even look at her and say, but it was an afternoon podcast because she, she won't understand. They she won't understand. understand. Yeah. So, you know, here, here's the thing. Um, get, going, going back to that, um, I had just talked to Mac about, um, health and I brought up on there that interesting little factoid about John Wesley. Um, he actually wrote a medical textbook. He had irritable bowel syndrome, didn't he? Sorry, you know, this, this is just going bad. It's going downhill. <laughs> Are you making that up? Yeah, of course I'm making it up. <laughs> of all the things I would know about John Wesley, I know he's got irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> That's so rad. Because I was about to fall for it. I was like, oh, did he now? But, you know... <laughs> So bad. This podcast starts out bad and it goes downhill fast. Uh, so anyway, so uh, what was amazing about him, though, is, you know, he's looking at Paul and he's looking at all the things that Paul does. And I, I still maintain that Wesley is the closest thing that we've had to the Apostle Paul. Just in almost every from his tenacity to his kind of like, hey, screw you attitude at times to his, um, you know, the way he has bust ups of people to um, some of his real hardline stances on that, like, but but also his activity. And he wrote a medical textbook because obviously this guy is horseback riding like a hundred miles a day through rain. I mean, like the old postman commercial, you know, neither hail nor sleet nor rain, you know, and he, he's a circuit rider who starts inspires a whole generation of, of, of young men to become these circuit riders, these hardcore like pony express riders that sleep out, you know, in the open. And he would, he would go to an inn and, or a tavern and he would book a room and he would sleep on the floor. He's like, it's just better for me. I don't know how I can tell you that. I just, I just know it's, you know, and he'd write things like it's good for the constitution, but you know, to come to find out so much, like he would do that cold bath, not the hot bath. And he'd say, it's really good for me. So when you start studying, like health gurus are saying, no, no, that's so good for you. And here's why. And, you know, there's so many, now there's some really funny things in there that you definitely should never try, like slathering your body with oatmeal naked and dancing under the moonlight, which of course, John Wesley never did. I'm totally made that up. But there are some really comical things if you read about his textbook, but he published it and he absolutely published it 
because he believed uh, the connection between health and mission. And he was like, look, if your body, like you just can't be a circuit mm. rider if you're not in physical shape. Yeah. Like you just could not physically do it. So it's yeah. pretty rad. Well, that's that's my thing is, is you guys all know I am a highly addictive personality. So when I jump into stuff, I jump into it uh, with both feet. So. But it's good because I, I actually think, you know, uh, uh, unlike your past hobbies, which were going to cause everyone to either wear, like, you know, Star Wars underwear. So I'm sure there's a bunch of church planters running around in Star Wars and Marvel underwear. That that was the first phase. Or, or like, the second phase where it was everybody's going to go out and buy a charger and get in trouble with their wives because they're church planters. Or... Um, the last one where, you know, they're going to all be concealed carry and shooting everything that moves. <laughs> and you wanna, keep going down to the waistband during the church service. You want to know what's funny is uh, <laughs> I wear Star Wars underwear while driving in my charger on my way to the range where I'm going to shoot my firearms. And now I do it with the ham sandwich. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I was, I was going to say, but now with a salad. on your way to Whole Foods. That's true. I, actually, I do sprouts. Sprouts is closer. Oh, sprouts is so good too. Oh man, I love that place, dude. It's just it's I, it literally like my mind is like wow. I cannot believe you're, what I I didn't know and what was an absolute. Your health woke. In some ways, yeah. In some ways, I'm like, okay, that's like I already told you guys after. Uh, after I saw that documentary a couple of months ago, like I will never drink another soda, sugar, or sugar-free ever again. Like that'll never happen. After after I saw that, and I was like, okay, now that oh, I where they put the holes in the brain, no, oh, I don't Diet know soda? what you're talking about. I'm not sure I want to know, dude. That oh. was the other thing too. Um, uh, Doc Pierce today, he goes, hey, do you have any uh, uh, fillings? And and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, go YouTube this video. And I'm like, no. He goes, he goes. Why not? And I go, because I don't want to know, man. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's in my tooth right now, seeping into my body. Yeah. You know what the sucky thing was about? Hey, you know, I just got an Apple Watch. I have no clue how to use this thing, but it just told me to breathe. Hey, I got news for you, Mister Apple Watch. We're talking about health right now. You're like, I and am I'd breathing. be dead. I'd be dead. Like it, it told me. Live a better day by taking a minute to breathe. Okay. Do you, you want to know some really good advice with your Apple Watch? Because I have one. Do you want to know? I, I do. I don't know if our it. podcast list. No, no, no. They'll, they'll, they'll want to unstrap it right now. <laughs> Hold it in front of you. Just uh, yes. put off your wrist. I know you didn't unstrap it. Unstrap okay, it. Okay. Okay. Here it comes. Here it comes. All right. There we go. All right. I heard it. All right. All right. Now, now stretch it out with your hand and throw it against the wall. <laughs> The biggest waste of money ever. The biggest waste of money I ever spent was on my Apple Watch. I'll no never kidding, do it right? again. Yeah, oh I'll never gosh. do it again. Like, so what stupid. is this thing for? I don't get. I it, it started to tell me um, how to use itself when I first got it, and then all of a sudden it did it, it did interrupts it say, itself to go. Well, I don't say, know. Touch me right I'm, here. <laughs> oh, turn this afternoon knob. Podca afternoon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a YouTube listener. We we will get to the goodness. I'm not YouTube responsible listener. for him. What are we on YouTube now? Oh, was it YouTube? That's what you said. You said YouTube listener. 
I must have been thinking about my YouTube channel, Ministry Ninja. Jeez, could you <laughs> plug one more thing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a book, so I don't have to say cha-ching. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that was a Freudian slip. But um, anyways, yeah, so... Uh, uh, but it interrupted itself to tell me, like, hey, done done linking or syncing with your iTunes or whatever it was. And I'm like, ah, oh, I need to know how to use you. So I'm I'm wandering around now, lost. Like, I got this mini computer that I dreamt about all my life when I was a kid. I used to watch a show, and, and you obviously did not watch this because you're younger than me. But also, you're, um, you know, you're Baptist. So you weren't allowed to watch these was. kind of shows. but was. Was, 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 and uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a Baptist, but is no more. But I, there was a show called The Great Space Coaster. Did oh, you yeah. ever see that? Sure. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the guy had the watch? No. And no he, but but I he trust had you. to open it up and it go zzzz. And like all of a sudden, like the camera would zoom into this like digital thing that was going nuts. And then you could watch some video. And I remember as a kid thinking, whoa, but my watch still can't do that. Still can't do that. That's, I know, that's it, 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 too bad. It can show me my calendar. Oh, what day is it? <laughs> it can show me the time. Oh, oh it's time to breathe. Uh, what, breathe. What time is it? You, you need to breathe. Oh, oh I need to breathe. Don't quit breathing. Oh, oh, oh I, can, I can read my email title. Oh, stand up. My email. Time to stand. Stand up. <laughs> time to stand. Well, I haven't been wearing it for a few days, so every day when I pick it up, it goes, hey. We need to talk. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you didn't move at all yesterday. A little concerned about you. Nice. So it, it doesn't say it like that, but that's what it means. It, it goes, Peyton, yesterday was not a good day for you. Like, it, it gives me these little lectures. Let's, it, it says things like, I know you can do better today. You know your watch is looking down its nose through its bifocals at you when you don't move yeah. enough. I know. I know, you know, and I told myself forever, I'm like, I'm not getting one because, you know, but now th- this is how she got me. She goes, oh, so when you jog, you you don't need to have your phone on you anymore. And I'm like, oh, that's rad because I'm always carrying my phone. And I got the big one this time, the big phone. Yeah, like me the too. The iPad mini phone. I wish I hadn't and gotten the, that one. The, the I know, Max, right? It's yeah. so big and heavy. The thing is freak. It's a brick. I know, and, and my thumb isn't that long. You know, I mean, I'm a short dude, and it's like my thumb is like trying to stretch across the screen. And I'm always lost on it. Like, I can't text in the car anymore. I mean, what was Apple thinking? <laughs> Just teasing. Hate mail goes to Pete at churchplannermag.com. Because we all know where that goes. <laughs> I'm only teasing. But but honestly, I, I still I'm like an old person now. Oh, I to use this fangled thing. So, anyways, so uh, yeah, what were we talking about? So I did go to Comic Con. Oh yeah, tell me about that. Oh my gosh, dude! Like it was just like it was Nerd Christmas. That's what they call it, Nerd Christmas. Like you go there and you know, you know what I bought. And, and, and I'm, I'm in the line at Lego, right? I bought a Lego and I'm in the line and my wife is behind me and she, she, she comes up, she sees me looking at Voltron Lego. 
Now, I got to tell you about Voltron Lego. Now, keep in mind, I wrote Church Zero, cha-ching, right, which is about team church playing, so it involves like the fist model or APES, whatever you want to call it. And what happens is I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, I got to have this. Like, I I have a, a Voltron toy a, as a tribute to Church Zero, cha-ching, in my office. And by the way, if you're new, I, we have a rule that if I say my book title, I have to say cha-ching. I don't know why. It, it, we've been doing this seven years. I can't remember. But anyway, so, uh, but I'm looking at this thing and this guy next to me is like, dude, he's like, he's like Zach the Lego maniac, apparently. He's like built every Lego under the sun. He goes, I get all these Legos. Because you'd only meet that guy at Comic Con, right? Right. He goes, he goes, that's the best Lego I've ever built. Not because it's Voltron, but because it was just a good build, dude. I'm like, oh, 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 really? And I'm, I'm thinking, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then my wife comes up, and I'm looking at the price tag. Like, it's big. And wh- what he said, and this was cool. This actually kind of tipped me over. First, he, he uses the marketing, you know, it's not going to be around forever, you know. He goes, actually, I'm surprised they have that because it's not in the stores anymore. So I'm like, oh, oh, no, scarcity, right? Fall into that marketing trap. But he's not an employee. He's a customer, unless he was a Lego plant. But then he, he, he says, oh, you know, uh, but it actually does what Voltron does. So, like, no joke, the lions are self-contained, and they fold up exactly like the show. And then they slot in exactly like the show. Like, you could literally, I could make a YouTube video on Ministry Ninja, my YouTube channel. And I could literally put those things, socket them in, and reenact the whole volt. That's the song. And Voltron, cling, you know. And 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 so I'm thinking, I'm looking at the price tag, and it's expensive. And I'm weighing all these things. I'm thinking, nah, nah. And I said to Andrea, I want to get this, but it's kind of too much money. And the same alien that was inhabiting my wife who said, get a bigger TV. No, no, don't you want the bigger one than that? Like that same alien was in my wife's brain at that particular moment, and it had the floor, and it said, you should get it. So I did. That was it. That was the story. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I own Lego Voltron, and it's pretty cool, and I just wanted to talk about that. I kind of want to get the Death Star Lego because of Spider-Man. Like every time Luke and I are at the the Lego store, he's like, "Yeah, we should get that." And like, dude, that thing's like, I don't know, it's only four or five hundred fifty dollars, dude. Right that now. that's crazy. Only three fifty, Pete. That's crazy town. And right Have now, you, oh, oh. Luke makes me put it all together, and I'm like, dude, that's just like that looks like work to me. It doesn't even look fun. It just looks like work. But the Millennium Falcon is eight hundred dollars how but you can get a different version of the millennium falcon that i actually think is cooler for two hundred dollars or you just keep getting like the little (laughs) 200 piece sets and be like here you go kid be happy with this well this is the thing it's like getting a tattoo right or buying a charger you gotta have more than one or i have more than one they have they make a lot of those little 200 piece sets I'm telling you, it's kind of like once you you get one of the big ones, you kind of go, I want the other. It's weird. Like you start 
it's it's like you you passed over to the dark side and you you got to have the other ones so i found myself googling the death star i found myself googling the millennium falcon and then i went to the piece de resistance java sail barge and i want it so bad and oh. Okay, I gotta stop. In other words, Church Planner, we'd like to ask you to pick up Reaching the Unreached (laughs) by Peyton Jones. Uh, Maybe uh, Church Zero. Uh, You know, let's let's support Peyton in getting (laughs) these Legos. I need that royalty check now! Because right now, I think they're asking you for money every time they're supposed to issue a royalty check. They're all like, "Uh, excuse me, sir, can you please pay us? We had, to, uh, we had to do some returns. Yeah, you need to do better, uh, Mr. Jones. Come on now. Yeah, each time they send you a royalty check, it comes with a tip. <laughs> we didn't hey, know we hey. could write a check this small. Here you go, man. I still can't give any public details, but I signed that next contract. They haven't signed it then. That's what you're telling me, right? Uh, that's what I'm telling you. They're just Dude, thinking about it. why would they do that? Why? Why are people so rude like that? You send me an agreement. I'm signing it. Here, you need to sign it and pay me my money. Yeah, no kidding, right? Pay me my money. I need that Lego. So uh, we should probably get into today's topic. What is our topic <laughs> we today? Probably should. I don't remember. All I can think about is Java Sail Barge. All right. So uh, here's it. And by the way, there's two. So if any any millionaire church planner out there is like, I'm going to totally buy that for Peyton. It's the old one. The new one's only like 185. The old one's 400. dollars That's really rad. So, anyways. Um, our topic today. Do, do is I need the, to play Doc? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, here we go. Great Scott, it's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, so the topic today is how you can incorporate building Legos into discipleship and attract a new clientele of disciple. And you can use Java Sail Barge for that. No, no, sorry, sorry. Our actual topic today. It's now a ministry expense. It, ooh, ooh, Voltron. You know, you know, Voltron, I could use that when I teach my course on Church Zero. Cha-ching. Um, I, I, I could never thought about that. Well, you could actually technically write it off if you used it in your uh, trade show booth because that's now decoration and, and actually it's advertising. So, no joke, years ago, um, everybody showed up. He-Man showed up. Mr. T showed up. Remember that? Mr. T at my booth? And, oh, I uh, remember. Yeah, yeah. And I still have him. He's pretty cool. Anyways, so um, our topic today is the little goals in church planning. Where this came from was there is a new breeder. Um, I have to double check. Ask him, do you want to stay anonymous or do you want to be... Uh, do you want to shout out? And he said, dude, make me podcast famous. <laughs> did he say that? <laughs> he did. So uh, he's a new breeder. His name is Dustin Morrow, and he is a church planter in Texas, uh, part of the network that I run. He uh, is a barber, and he's the guy, I think I've mentioned before, that he he says they get in that barber chair, and it's it might as well be I'm, I'm Father Confessor, and they're like, Father Forgive me, it's been two years, you know, and they just sit there and tell them their sins. And he'll often, but when the haircut's done, he'll be like, hey, well, if you want to talk more, you know, I'll be at the Cigar Lounge on Friday night. And he, he he's just super highly missional. And so he's doing that. But he had a question. He was like, hey, look, 
because he, he's a barber and he does really well, but he, he's a doer. He's an achiever. He likes to do stuff. So sitting idle is not his thing. So the other day we were talking and he goes, Hey man, here's the, here's the thing that I struggle with is, and I think a lot of people struggle with this. He goes, you know, my, my question is, um, I'm realizing that I make huge goals when it comes to anything in my life, business, ministry, whatever. And I'll have this huge goal and I'll stick to it. But he goes, what, what's kind of become apparent to me and, and for the people that are always on this journey with me, I don't celebrate the small wins along the way. Mm. And some people really need that. And so I, I thought his question was absolutely brilliant because what he was saying was, Peyton, what are the small goals? Like if I, I, I'm a big goal guy and I'm cool being a big goal guy, but I realize not everybody around me can handle that. And he said, so what would the small goals for a church planner be? And how would I celebrate those? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to say that on the podcast. No, I'm teasing. I told him we'd, we'd, I, when he hit me with the question, I was like, dude, that's brilliant. Like I would have never thought about that, but you know, that is actually an amazing question. Uh, were you expecting me to chime in with something? Because uh, I got nothing. You know, a little anecdote, you know, a time when you were four and uh, no, I'm teasing. But yes, uh, uh, Peyton, that's a great question. I think we should actually uh, kind of dive into that <laughs> and uh, talk about that on this particular episode. <laughs> well, please, inter- you know, you know what happens. I'll just keep talking. So, you know, um, it, it's really cool because uh, I, I and I wonder, like, are you kind of that way? Do you celebrate the small goals? No, no. I I actually was thinking, wow, man, I don't know if I'll be able to contribute on this topic because I don't think I'm good at uh, the whole goal setting thing. Um, yeah, I I'm I'm a guy who focuses on activity. But you, I think you more focus on the end result, right? That's kind of what well, your eyes on not, is the result. Not not really the end result as so much the activity because if you focus on the activity. Then you'll keep going up. If you focus on the end result, then as soon as you hit it, you plateau. Because mm. you're like, I hit it. I'm cool. Oh, wow. But like, if I know, okay, in order for me to make money, like last week I did a webinar. We sold uh, 18 units of a $1,000 product. Really, I mean, really good, right? So if my focus is, okay, what's my webinar this week? Who's my audience this week? Then I'll keep doing it. If I just focus right. on, well, I need, you know, basically 20 grand after expenses each month to pay all, well, I shouldn't say after expenses, but I need that for my expenses for business and everything. Then, um, then I'm done. Okay. I just right. did 17. I mean, I got way more than that in residuals coming in. So cool. I'm done. And then I won't work anymore. So I can't focus on the result. I personally have to focus on the activity. Hmm. That's cool. That's actually or I'll pretty plateau, cool. And I don't want a plateau. I never thought about that. Well, I think I think what where it was coming from for him and for a lot of people is kind of like picture like you're on a road. You know, you, you get those road signs that tell you, and I don't know if you feel this way, I know I do. When when I'm on a road trip, because I, I make that beast of a drive from San Diego all the way up to Bend, Oregon, you know, sometimes about once a year. And you know, when you see like, hey, Klamath Falls, you know, a 260 miles when you hop on the 97 or whatever it is, 
Um, and then you see that whittling down on a long drive and you're seeing like, oh, 40 miles. Cause you know, you're going to stop there and you get that Dutch brothers coffee. And, uh, you know, you, you think, oh, cool, 40, but it, it's a good, it's good to be reminded. If I didn't see a road marker in 260 miles, I might be starting to wonder like, how long is this going to be? And, you know, when, when do I start feeling good about this? You know, this is a really long haul. And I think marathon runners do that mentally. They, um, they count off miles. I know that when it comes to alcohol, uh, alcoholics or any narcotics, I mean, any of the AA groups, um, they would celebrate the small victories. Like they would say, Hey, you made your one day, you know, you made your, what is it? I can't remember. Is it, is it like a one day, 30 day, 60 day, one year, five year? And then I, I don't know if they go beyond five year. I think they just talk about it, but they get that, that medal, um, you know, at, at those markers. And it, it's a way that 30 day is a big deal. Um, the 60 day is a big deal. And past that, it's like, well, you made 60, you can make a year now. And so that's celebrating in the long haul of lifetime sobriety. It's celebrating those little milestones. And that's what he was saying my team needs. So let's, let's do jump in and talk about it. Um, I'm not a goal. I'm a list maker mm. and a task. I'm a task crosser outer. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Um, but when it comes to goals, um, the person that's helped me see this is probably the guy that helps most Christian leaders these days on this is Michael Hyatt. And that's because by the time I moved back, that dude was talking platform and I had a book coming out and I was like, oh yeah, they, my publisher talked about platform. What is that? And uh, I, I still suck at platform, I think, but I, one never knows. But the, the reality is I, I started tapping into him like, this is good stuff. He's saying, I never heard this stuff, right? Like I wasn't a nerd, wasn't a business person. So I don't know this stuff, but he, um, he would say, Hey, rather than, uh, approaching your year as a series of tasks or your schedule, have goals and then put your tasks within those goals and remind yourself daily. This is the goal. And these are the things I need to do to get there. And then he says, you know, like break it down a year. He has that, that yearly planner. And I found that really, really helpful. And the, the most helpful thing for me in that was, let's say he has eight goals for the year, 10 goals for the year. I don't remember why it's not 12, but um, at the end of that, he has a reward. Like, so he has the motivation written there and you can look at this at a glance, but he says, reward yourself for each one. So when I, I'm sure some of you nerds out there are like, dude, you didn't talk about Comic-Con. Well, let me just say, I bought a couple things for myself because I had reached one of my goals. And one of those um, goals was finally finishing, and Pete's going to make fun of me here, but finishing jump school core team training, which jump school was always meant to be a core team training. Always. So, but anyways, the, the, the core teams, I finished And if you're it. wondering what jump school he's talking about, <laughs> so am I. So, you know, good luck figuring that one out. <laughs> so, so anyways, so, uh, you know, I finished that. And then, um, the other day, um, I was like, okay, I'm one lesson away from, uh, my next training, which is a citywide, uh, network training. Um, that's, that's something that's a cohort training that I'm developing right now. I'm one lesson away from that. So I'm like, okay, there's another huge milestone and I'm, I'm celebrating that that's like a big thing, right? Like that would be the big boulder. It's not the little thing. So 
I'm not that great. I've, I've gotten better at celebrating the big goals um, and, and rewarding myself on the other end. So if I want to buy Voltron, I don't feel bad because I go, you know what? That's a way of just saying, hey, Peyton, you know what? You put a lot of work into that. Well done. Have yourself a Voltron Lego, right? Which, by the way, I don't normally buy Lego. Like, it's just kind of a thing. It was a Comic-Con, you know, it was there in Voltron, and I don't know, and I lost my mind. But, you know, uh, the, the reality is I'll build it with my daughter. But as far as the smaller goals, um, it just kind of made me think, like, yeah, I do think that that would be good for planners. So the first thing that I mentioned to him on, on the call was, um, first off, I think character. You know, um, I, when I think of church planners and character now, I think in the terms of health. Um, I don't think in the terms of morality. Um, morality surely comes into it, but I see morality when we talk about morality for a church as a type of spiritual, psychological, and emotional health. So, um, if a guy's, uh, having emotional affairs, he's got an issue with there, there's some area in his life that God's not filling. If a guy's looking at pornography, there's some area in his life, some, some wounded part of his psyche, probably. Um, you know, there's all these, or there's something that's not healthy in his marriage. Um, and so what I would do is I would, I would, um, and I've, and I've done this in my training recently is put indicators of health, um, on the planner so that he can self assess where he or she is at and say, well, this is, you know, this is where my marriage is. This is where my mental health state is today. And, and, or, or in, in the other case, my physical, because all of this is tied up with your physical. So like, um, people don't realize this, but like, if you go swim in the ocean for like an hour, you're going to feel energized and you're not going to feel tired. You're going to feel refreshed. Something changes. In your physical anatomy, your mindset changes. The endorphins get released. There's all these amazing things that happen. Now that you're geeking out on health, Pete, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's just a difference. Your body starts to feel um, better and tighten up so you can you can work um, better. Your body's not in pain. You're not slothful. You'll, you, you'll feel all that. It's a knock-on effect. So um, one of the things I do is I, I, I have planners... Um, they gauge themselves on like a, a scale of health, right? Which any a church planner assessment you go to ought to be doing this for you. But this is like a self-assessment for church planners. So if you come out healthy, you know, and there's a way to grade yourself, um, then I think that's a win. Am I healthy? Am I not healthy? Mm. You know, what's, what's the win on health? And then if you, if you go beyond that, because this is where I have to start. Because to me, um, if the church is really just people and you're going to lead that, then, then you are more important than your church plant. So the church plant can wait. Like if you're not healthy, it can wait, right? I'd, I'd much rather have someone do something like that and go, huh, maybe I'm not healthy enough to plant right now. And you're never going to be in perfect health, but, but that's a win. So going on from that, you would then look at your team and you'd have your team do the same thing. Are they healthy too? Right. That would be another goal, making sure that my team is healthy. Right. Um, but first, before you do that, um, you've got to recruit a team. So when I was talking with this planner, the, the next question came up, well, you know, Hey, I'm kind of a small launch guy. I'm not a big launch guy. 
And, uh, you know, most planners I work with are, are small launch guys. Um, but, you know, one, one of your, gosh, you could have your goals be things like recruiting a team to the, to the optimum size. Well, what's the optimum size? Well, how long is a piece of thread? If you want to crowd, um, because you don't want to go out and reach people, um, then you can just have a crowd and look pretty hip hop and happening without actually having to do any evangelism. Ouch. Sorry if you're a big launch guy because you're, you're, you're feeling that burn right now. And I'm, I'm just saying like, I don't mind a big launch, but I mind a big launch that is in the absence of reaching people. So you can have a big launch, but don't use a crowd to substitute evangelism. Mm. So, you know, but, but again, and that would be another one. Gosh, that brings up another one that we have a mission. <laughs> you know, what's our mission? Have we defined our mission? Do we know what we're, we're called to do as a church? You know, there's a million different things God could be calling this old. So you define your mission, right? Then you put steps and, and actions into place that you're going to do. So like, you'll know from Refuge Long Beach that our mission was a moving target. And, and I still think that, um, you know, like when people are like, that's what we're going to do on the five-year plan. I struggle with that because... Holy Spirit moves like the wind. And if he opens a big giant doorway, I'm going to walk through it. I'm going to be like, well, that doesn't fit in with my uh, five-year plan, you know? Um, that's that's, And I'm being careful what I say here because I don't want to undermine what other people have said that's been really helpful. But that's not the whole picture for me, you know? Um, there, there's been some really good work. Uh, like I would say Mancini does the vision frame. but um, And that's a helpful tool. But I would say... Like, and that would be a great thing to celebrate. We did our vision frame, you know, Mancini in his book, Church Unique. It's a really helpful tool. But at the same time, um, you know, the Holy Spirit might throw a total wrench in the gear of my stinking vision frame. And I'm cool with that. But my point is that would be a great metric to use and to look at and say, Hey, yeah, no, I celebrate that because we've just defined our values, right? Now we have our, and, and, how well are we communicating our values? You know, how well does the average person in our church embody these? Like, these are all things that you could be goals for you, right? Um, ob- there's the obvious, and, and I was going to say as well, um, that, uh, when it comes to, um, the moving target, my point is don't get hung up on that because what I'm saying is even if your mission and all of that is a moving target, the win would be that you're doing it that you're going on that mission and you're employing the strategies you need to, 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 to employ, uh, to, to accomplish that mission. Right. So uh, those are all wins to me. Right. Um, so, you know, the obvious one is things like, um, we're going to launch on such and such date. Well, cool. Like put that in stone. And as you approach it, the fact that I've trained my core team, that's a goal. Have you trained them? Do they understand the goal? What, what goals? Break them down. What are the wins? They can, they understand and can articulate the gospel. That'd be a great goal. You know, um, they understand, can articulate and are committed to regularly sharing the gospel. Boom. Rad goal, right? Um, they will, uh, you know, you could even have like a secret goal. Like one of the things I do in, in the jump school core team training. <laughs> Is I don't, don't tell them you're doing this, but write things down during the, the, the time you're together. And when you're writing things down, like don't tell them 
You know, it's like your little black book on them. You know, you're, you're writing down what they're saying, what they're sharing. So you know how to pray for them, you know, and, and, and you can, you can bring this up when you're discipling. You could bring some of these things up. Hey, remember you said this. You don't tell them, you know, pull out your little book and go, Hey, you know, you said that'll creep people out, but just take notes when you're together with your core team. You know, um, you're going to write down what their spiritual gifts are. Discovering people's spiritual gifts. That's a total win, right? Because when you know their spirit, so, so these are some of the things that you could do right on your way to planting a church. The big goal of actually starting that church, there's a bunch of little goals that you could have all the way up to that. Interesting. That's I mean, all I got to contribute to this. <laughs> Remarkable. Was I talking about that on our podcast recently? No. What is that from? It, it's it's the best. Like I could watch that thing a million times. It's the best episode of the Little Rascals ever. I have to send you this link. It's the one where Spanky McFarlane. He must be like four or five years old himself, and they leave him in charge of the babies, and he has to babysit. Have you seen this one? No. And they all go fishing, all the big brothers, and they leave him with all the little brothers and sisters. And so every time he turns around, like one's riding on the dishwasher, the other one's climbing up the stairs and at the top of the stairs going, hello. And then he's like running up there and he's, he could barely carry him. It's, it's totally dangerous. Like child protection services would be, would be called on, on this program nowadays. But, uh, <laughs> they were also quite racist on that show at times. So, you know, you, you look at all those things, you're like, okay, okay. But, oh my gosh, it's funny that one because what he ends up doing is he ends up sticking them in bird cages and he ends up gluing their butt to the floor and i mean it's all this terrible stuff but there's this one kid that keeps to everything goes remarkable remarkable all throughout whatever spanky's saying remarkable and then finally he looks at the kid and goes shut up (laughs) (laughs) so anyways i'll send this to you it's funny as that I would love to have Thanks. that. I would love to have that soundbite. Remarkable. Be great. When I'm I want going the off one on where a the guys are like, shut up. That's the one I want. <laughs> he goes, he goes like this. He goes, uh, can you say anything other than remarkable? And the kid goes, remarkable. And he goes, shut up. <laughs> That's the clip we need right there. But uh, <clears throat> this podcast just. Continues to amaze and inspire. Indeed. Indeed. And plug my books. Let's let's be real. Ministry Ninja YouTube channel. Just saying. So uh anyways, so the um the bottom line though is that you know, all these things, um, you know, things like uh that you disciple people, you know, that you've discipled X amount of people and they your next goal would be that each one of them would disciple a person. You know, I mean, these are all the kinds of goals. I mean, you could have fundraising goals, um, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to talk to this many churches. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk to 20 and one's going to commit to, uh, sponsoring my church plant. And by the way, I've never done this. I've never had a church sponsored church plant. So if you're, <laughs> if you're like, uh, what do you mean you never had a church sponsor a church plant? I've never gone and asked a pastor, will you give me money every month to plant a church? I've never done that. Yeah, but Refuge Long Beach, they did. No, Refuge Long Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, Refuge Long Beach did. Yeah, but no, but I mean Refuge Long Beach was funded by Refuge Huntington Beach. No, not a penny. Not any of your salary. Nope, never. Are you oh wait, serious? wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! That's wrong. That's wrong. Actually, you're right. I thought so. You know you're right. No, I totally forgot. No, you know what? So give them funny. credit. Give them credit. No, you're right. You're right. No, they actually did. They they Whoa, paid dude. me. I got like three year rights out of you. I, I where's the recorder? <laughs> so they actually three times. Uh, sorry, one year they did pay me for one year. Yeah, you're right. There you and then go. We're on our own. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Well done. I mean, wasn't very much. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm just teasing. I'm sending no, this and I was, to Bill. <laughs> no, you know what was funny is I asked. I asked, and and like any time you ask for that, I remember kind of a quick blink, like, you know, and then he goes, "Yeah, we can do that." Like, you know, and I, I remember thinking, wow, that, that was that was a big ask. But out of love for me, he did it. And I forgot about that because I had just come off the mission field. You're 100% right. Um, so, but, you know, yeah, so I guess I have. Hey, well done me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm pretty good at that. I got a one-for-one one streak, baby. <laughs> this is comedy. I just don't remember. See, I'm what you would call the unconscious competent, apparently. <laughs> but well, uh, we would call you something. I'm not sure that's <laughs> it, but Yep, yep. So hey, so I hope that helps to answer the question. I mean, I'm just trying to to wet your whistle a little bit, guys, and get you a little bit thinking in that direction. But I mean I mean, there's so many things. And of course, if uh if you I see I can't sell our old training, Pete, because that had all this stuff in it. All these little milestones that you should do. I don't know why you didn't follow my advice and just I, name it something different. Because they'll all remember it now. No, they won't. <laughs> they'll have no idea what it is. What in the heck is that? Well, I did call it jump school core team training. Does that help? No. 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 Nothing. No. No. But see, just by Why talking didn't you about name it? the name of your nonprofit jump school? Like seriously. <laughs> I don't even know how you came up with New Breed and then everything else is jump school. I don't everything know. Everything is jump school. You know, it's funny. We should have called our network jump school. But we didn't. Did I'm I'm planting that seed. You're gonna do a name change. You know it's only twenty five dollars to change the name of your company. <laughs> I've done it. Jump school the network. Jump school the training. Jump school the musical. Jump school the YouTube channel. <laughs> what I think is funny is anybody who's a longtime listener of our podcast, God bless them for listening to us long term. But they will know. Yeah. Everything is jump school. And I'm not kidding, guys. I like seriously, I had a heart to heart with Peyton. I'm like, you cannot call this thing jump like, school. Please, please promise me like, you won't call it. I, that. It was it was the most heart to heart I could have with them. I'm giving them reason after reason. And what does he do? It's jump school core team training. All he did hey, was add more words to it, but it's jump school. I did. I did. But it's it's like that scorpion and the frog where he goes, It's my nature. <laughs> Well, what's funny too is we're we're you know in talks with a, a group to start up another magazine, Jump and school. I knew I knew yeah I knew we had the right title, but I'm like it needs to be called Jump School. Like that just it's got to be Jump School. Oh, that's so funny. 
Yeah, you did say that. You did say that. Yeah, and Jump School, the trading card game, you know, it's all there. But hey, guys. Jump School, look. the Reckoning. Jump School, Ooh. Awakening. Ooh, that's your video game coming in there. I dig it. There you go. So, hey, uh, anyways, guys, um, Pete, when, when you're doing all this, uh, you know, goal setting and celebrating of the small wins and building your Lego Voltron to reward yourself, what? Are you going to do about your financial needs and your IRS compliance and all that stuff, Pete? Surely you don't have time for that kind of stuff. Well, I'm so grateful that you asked because one thing that you failed to mention is as a pastor, which I'm not, but if I were, you could understand. I got all these things I got to do. And if I also have IBS at the same time, (laughs) I need a company like SimplifyChurch.com. Afternoon podcast. (laughs) And Josh Henry at SimplifyChurch.com to take some of that paperwork off of my plate so I can deal with my IBS. What's that, Pete? What's the name of it? <laughs> IBS. Oh, oh, you. What does it stand for? You meant Simplify Church. Thank God he doesn't listen to. I mean, like literally, thank God he does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> Hey, aren't you that thing linked with irritable bowel syndrome? That's right. Go to SimplifyChurch.com and tell them Peyton and Pete and your irritable bowel syndrome sent you. Well, that's about all we have. feeling about this. (laughs) Glad he said it. He said it better than I could. But hey, guys, you've been listening to the Church Planner Podcast, for which we are very sorry. But it's been Peyton and Pete reminding you in the afternoon, and that's our excuse, that if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. The Church Planner Podcast isn't the podcast that planners deserve, but the podcast they need. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Mm-hmm.